Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast in my head, where our opinions are as informed as Trump is intelligent. (laughs) I swear, if I've never seen a person who talks so much and yet says absolutely nothing as well as he does. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, I uh, back in high school, I had a teacher, a psychology teacher, who actually had a poster of Adolf Hitler in his classroom. So we walk in there, and we see this because it, it, it's it's right there. So we see this, and we're all sitting in our desks, and the teacher walks in, he hears us talking about it, and he goes... I feel like a lot of you here are wondering why I got this poster hanging up on my wall. And we're uh, like, yeah, that, yeah. And he goes, well, let me just tell you, first of all, I am not a Nazi or a Nazi sympathizer. Okay. However, from a psychologist's perspective, I got to respect that this guy was able to Convince an entire country that a subset of people was evil. All right. Gotta gotta admire that. Gotta give him credit. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, I don't think that Hitler and give credit should really ever be in the same sentence. But I digress, people. That's not what we're here to talk about. Great citizens of the world. I stand before you here today to ask you one simple question. Have you done your daily dose of breathing? And if not, fear not, for I am here to deliver you into the arms of salvation. And by salvation, I of course mean two Inhales and two exhales. So let us do it together. And similar to Lay's, you can't do just one. You got to do another one. Uh, so see, doesn't that feel better? It definitely does to me, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I need to take some extra breaths. Yeah, Jay the D is not in that good of a mood, despite the pep in my voice. Why? Because I work with and for a bunch of fucking morons. And I bet that a lot of you can relate let's see let's play a game um so i'm gonna say some stuff and uh you guys raise your hand if that also applies to you all right ready um so at my job management has no idea what they're doing let's see at my job i am pretty underpaid for what it is that I do.
one more. Uh, maybe, just maybe, if a couple things within the company were to make a uh, were to change, it could actually be a halfway decent place to work. Does anybody have three hands up? And if you're that one person who does, uh, go see a doctor, get that removed. Unless it's helpful. Because if it's helpful, you know, what if it's one of those like long arms that grows out of your back? You know, maybe it can help you get stuff off of the, uh, the top shelf if you're like, you know, 4'11". In any event. So yeah, my job is a blazing shithole. Uh, not only because of the fact that, like I said, I work with morons, but because of just how poorly my uh, my job is managed. Y'all want to know what's going on with them? Because I tell you, it's 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 a little bit of something. So, first off, let me tell you what it is that I actually do. Okay, so you know when you're watching TV, and all of a sudden. This kid, you know, with a bald head and a breathing tube in just comes across your screen and you hear that sad piano music playing. And then uh, let's see who's who's been doing it recently. See, I haven't seen one of those commercials since, you know, the in the arms of an angel. Yeah, I uh, who was that Sarah McLaughlin? I think didn't Julia Roberts do it one time, too. What about Celine Dion? Has she done one? Maybe at the end she can, my heart will go on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you guys had to hear that. Uh, but if not, let's get let's get like Celine Dion on it, all right? So uh, she comes in and goes, hi, I'm Celine Dion, and this here is Rachel. And for Christmas, there's nothing that Rachel would want more than to be able to open presents. Please, open your hearts, but mainly your wallets, and give money. So that way, not only can our CEO get their private jet all fueled up and ready to go to the Bahamas, but little Rachel here might actually be able to get a pack of bubblegum for Christmas. Thank you very much. So, people, you know, giving the uh, start opening their wallets and sending in money. So that organization has to count that money. And they're not going to do it themselves. That's too much work. So what they do is they then, when people send those envelopes back into the mail, it then comes to me, all right? And I open up your envelopes with your stuff in them, okay? And I sort them out. You know, credit cards, cash, yada, yada, yada. And then we make it all neat and pretty. And then we send it to those organizations. That way they can actually get their money. Okay? So that's what I do. All right? It's a simple job. It's really not hard. But the thing is, with COVID going on right now, as you can imagine, I don't want to fucking open up envelopes. Every time I open up an envelope, is another chance of me getting COVID. And, you know, it's crazy because people will write, you know, will write things on their slips, write little messages, leave post-it notes and stuff. I've probably opened a good maybe 30, 40 that say, sorry, I can't give money. I have COVID. And um, 
my job doesn't really have a procedure for if that happens. They just go, oh, well, that sucks. Well, can you keep opening up envelopes? Because we go through a lot of these, a lot. I mean, hundreds of thousands of envelopes that, you know, we got to open. So therefore, hundreds and thousands of chances for us to get COVID, okay? So you would think that considering the amount of risk that I am at, that my company would actually do a good job of doing the best that they can to make sure that we don't get sick. And uh, that would be a lot to ask for. Too much, too, 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 too much, too much. Like whenever a vendor at a flea market tells you that first price, oh, you know, for this uh, for this book here, Harry Potter, it's a vintage, you know, how about $45 for the book? So at towards the end of last year, we had a new president take uh, take over our company, and the current president moved up to CEO. So, all right, fine, that's cool. So he comes in, and he starts making all these changes because we have an insane backlog of work because we have several different clients that we provide that service for. It's not just one, okay? So when... The envelopes come in, there is a group of people who sort the stuff out by, you know, which organization it's supposed to go to, and then they put it in these trays, okay? And these trays can have anywhere from two to 500 envelopes in them, okay? Follow me on this? So we go through these trays, you know, open them up, and they want us to open, on average, 300 envelopes every hour, okay? So you figure in an eight-hour day, not counting uh, not counting breaks and stuff, let's just say you worked eight straight hours, they would want you to open about 2,400 pieces of mail, okay? Uh, so when the new president comes in, he looks at this insane backlog that we had. We had 2,000 trays of work sitting in the back that we needed to get done. You know, clients were getting pissed off and pulling out and such, which usually pulling out is great, but in this case, it's not. (laughs) Sorry, guys, the joke was there, okay? So we work, for the most part, Monday through Friday, and then if we have a lot of work, we'll work on Saturdays. Now, for full-time people, if they have to work on Saturdays, it's mandatory for the full-time people. However, I am a part-timer. I work 38-ish hours a week. It's not mandatory for me. So at this time, every Saturday for about two months was all mandatory for those people. They then said, you know, we're just we're still so far behind. So they started mandating Sundays also. So they were making full-time people work seven days, okay? That's just the start of it, okay? So our uh, so the, the president who took over ended up dipping out, going, yeah, fuck this company. This is just, oh, God, this is a big shit mess, and nobody wants to grab a mop, so I'm out. So he dipped out, and our CEO had to go back to be in a, no, yeah, he had to temporarily come back to being our president. 
you know, until they hired a, a new guy. So he, like a month before Christmas, pulls us all together. And he's just standing there going, all right, people. So, you know, we've had a lot of work. People have been putting in a lot of hours. And we really appreciate you doing that. So we are going to be giving you a bonus. And we're all like, a bonus? Oh, my gosh. I don't believe in a bonus. Wow, this is great. Didn't think, wow, I really thought, uh, the, <laughs> almost said the name of my job. Really thought that this place didn't uh, give a shit about, uh, you know, me at all. So to show you all that I appreciate the work that you're doing, I'm going to be giving you all a $200 Christmas bonus. And we're all kind of looking at each other like, did he say 200? We're like 200 for all the work that we put in. Guys, we knocked out all 2,000 trees of the backlog, as well as the huge influx of mail that we were getting because towards the holidays, we get a lot in for Christmas runs, but it was also election season. And we also processed donations for political parties. So we had a ridiculous amount of work that we were doing. And we were bussing our asses, working 10-hour days and working on the weekends, okay? But again, for me, it was voluntary. So that regard, I'm not counting, okay? So he goes... He, he sees us kind of just looking at each other, and this asshole has the nerve to go, you guys can clap now. And we're like, oh, yay, cool. And then he, so like while we're clapping, he doesn't even let us finish it. <laughs> you guys remember when Steve Harvey messed up that Miss America pageant thing? Yeah, that's what uh, he pulled on us. He said, oh, oh, yeah, there's uh, one other thing. Uh, just so you guys know, that's taxed. And we're like, what the fuck? I'm like, what, dude, why did you even bother giving it to us? Now, now, before y'all roll your eyes and go, you know, wow, Jonah, you're a real entitled prick, okay? I can't think of any other job that I've had, and I've worked all different kinds of jobs. I've worked at gas stations. I've worked at retail stores. I've worked as a server all over. I have never had a job that I had give me a bonus, a Christmas bonus, that was a shitty one. They either gave no bonus, like when I was a server, or they gave us a fat bonus, like when I worked at my local gas station. They gave, uh, they, for one, like, fiscal year, profited a lot more than they thought that they would. So to show their appreciation, they gave everyone who was there for that year a $1,000 bonus. And that was right before the quarterly bonus that they gave us. And the quarterly bonus was like $500. So, you know, that year, like $3,000 of bonuses working at a fucking gas station. But yeah, I'm here exposing myself to COVID and I get a $200 taxed bonus. And then he says... Yeah, somebody gave me the idea to um, put them on Visa gift cards, and then it wouldn't have to be taxed. But I didn't really feel like going and buying $300, $200 Visa gift cards. So, yeah, guys, you enjoy, though. So there's that, okay? 
for all that hard work that they do for them to disrespect us like that, okay? But oh wait, but wait, there's more. Then they started when when COVID started getting bad. They said, okay, we understand. You know, it's hard right now. We're gonna give you guys some premium pay, okay? Most jobs that are in, at least that I'm aware of, have given previous uh, have given premium pay. That gas station that I used to work at was giving their people a $3 per hour raise during the COVID crisis. You know what my fucking job gave us? 10%. And I'm going to just tell you guys, well, no, no, I'm not going to tell you how much I make, but just know that 10% is really nothing, okay? Maybe like over an extra dollar per hour, just over $1 per hour, okay? So then they had the nerve to insult us with that, okay? Then, because believe me, guys, it gets it, it gets worse. They start doing, so they start mandating that we wipe down our workstations and such with, you know, uh, Clorox wipes. Okay, you know, yeah, that's fine. They were letting, but they were letting people work in the building without masks on. And myself and a few other people were asking them, what is the point of us wiping our stuff down and doing all this stuff? Like they have us, you know, we got to get temperature checked before we can even even get into the parking lot. You have to be temperature, temperature tested. Like what is the point of all that if you're just going to let people walk around with no mask on? So I'm guessing that a lot of people made a big stink <laughs> and they finally told the people, okay, like you really do have to wear masks. Now they were using the excuse of, you know, oh, I have a condition. It's really hard to breathe in a mask. Even though my job also lets you wear the face shield, you know, like the clear welder's mask pretty much. There's literally no restriction to your breathing. Why the fuck can't you at least wear that? Which I don't even agree with those face shields, but that's a topic for another podcast, okay? For another episode, all right? So I finally started making people do that. Then there was a guy who would go into the bathroom and, you guessed it, would leave without washing his hands. And I three separate times went to the to the you know front desk where the corporate people sort of are. And I'm like, hey, this guy is not washing his hands. And other people were telling them that too because they told me that other people were telling them that. You know that on the third time that I said, look, this guy is still not washing his hands, they had the goal to look at me and go, well, we can't make him wash his hands. And I'm like, I'm like really standing there in disbelief <laughs> going, no, there's no way that they just said that to me. Not during COVID. There's no way that they just said that to me. But I said, you know what? That's okay. Thank you for your time. And I turned around and walked away. But I'm keeping it in my mind. If slash when I get COVID, oh, they're getting the fucks out of them. I know that. I'm getting paid. And then, hey, maybe I won't have to work anymore. And I can spend time maybe making a better podcast. (laughs) Then, because I got, let's see, uh, two more. I got two more people. So then, for the time that I work, okay, I would get two 15-minute breaks 
and a uh, 30-minute lunch, okay? Now, most people working uh, know that your 15-minute breaks are paid and your half-hour lunches are unpaid. Perfectly fine, not a problem. Standard practice everywhere, no big deal. Well, they decided, you know what? We're just going to change our break policy. So you know how you're getting those two uh, paid 15-minute breaks and the one 30-minute break? Yeah, we're going to cut one of those 15-minute breaks. So you now get one 15-minute break and one uh, unpaid half-hour break. I'm sorry, what? You're, 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 you're taking 15 minutes away of my time? And what do I get from this? Are you going to pay me more? No, 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 we're not. Are you going to uh, lower the expectations of how much work you're expecting me to put in? No, no, I don't think we will. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that so? So, as you can imagine, I can't really say that I give a particular fuck about my job anymore. And then there's one more. All right. So let me ask you this, and you guys feel free to uh, tell me. Uh, you can message me on the official Facebook page for the podcast in my head. Just go up to your search bar and type in the podcast in my head. Tell me what you guys' uh, work policy is for how many minutes late you're uh, allowed to clock in without accounting against you. Because, again, that job I had at, at the gas station would allow you seven minutes. Yeah, you had a window of seven minutes before it would count against you. Every other job I've had has been five minutes. That's all doable. At my job, if you are more than one minute either late punching in or, you know, coming back from a from a break, coming in to start your work day, that counts against you. And if you do that a total of 10 times, of you being more than one minute late, you're kind of just done. I was clocking in two minutes late, and they really were counting that against me. It's like they're allergic to having people want to come to work. It is absolutely fucking ridiculous, okay? Absolutely. Blows me away. So, yeah, I'm looking for... A new job. Hopefully, I'll find something where uh, I can stay at home. Think about being a video game tester, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking that a video game tester could be fun. You know, you just sit there, try out maybe good, probably shitty games. You get to go to people and go, "Yeah, this fucking sucks, dude." I can't believe it. Like, I went to go punch this guy, and like the fist just like curved all the way around. Man, fix these bugs. So that's something that I'm thinking about doing. I tell you, I would love to test out, like, uh, hopefully they come up with a new Batman game, a new Batman Arkham game. I would love to be a tester for that. I'm a huge Batman fan. I've played all the games. So that would be really, really, really cool. But I think that, I think that's about it for me, at least ranting about that. So yeah, how about we just talk about games then? So, like I was saying before, I'm a huge Batman fan. I especially love the Arkham games. I've played all four of them multiple times. Uh, But specifically, I want to talk about the last one, Arkham Knight, all right? Personally, 
It is one of the best Batman games that they have ever made. It looks fan-fucking-tastic, okay? But I'm not here to really hype the game up, okay? One of the new things that they put in this game is you have the ability to drive the Batmobile, all right, for the first time. It can go along walls. It can do all kinds of stuff. And uh, But one of the more fascinating features of this is that you can, while you are in the car, eject Batman from his from the driver's seat, okay? And when I say eject him from the seat, I don't mean like, you know, you push a button and he just, ka-chunk, and he's just kind of out of the car. I mean, it launches this guy like two, three hundred feet into the air. So we're, so me and my girlfriend are, we're in the car one day and she's going down this long stretch of highway and she's like, Hey, look at my speedometer, baby. I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, you're going like almost a hundred. She goes, how fast do you think Batman goes when he's in the Batmobile? And I'm like, probably a good, I don't know, 200 miles an hour. She said, could you imagine if you were to just right now get ejected from the seat of my car just straight up? And I'm sitting there going, you know, the part that I think concerns me the most is the amount of pressure that would be put on my neck. And I'm like, you know, now that I think about it, is the Batsuit really made that well to where it has the ability to keep his neck from snapping, from being launched that hard, that fast into the air. And then I'm like, well, or like, what if, what if he went to eject himself? He did it. He, you know, almost broke his fucking neck. So then the next day he walks in, Oh, Lucius, we need to do something about the bat suit. Okay. It doesn't provide the proper neck support. And it really fucking hurt the last time that I went to go shit out of it. Can you do something for me? And Lucius is like, well, well, Mr. Wayne, we'll see what we can do. Okay, I'll get back to you. So then like six months later, Lucius gets back to him and he goes, Mr. Wayne, we've spent thousands of hours of labor and hundreds of thousands of dollars to create this cutting edge wing tech bat neck pillow you just put it right behind your neck make sure it goes under your chin there and this should if our research is correct it should keep your neck from snapping like a goddamn toothpick he's like and then he's like thanks thanks lucius all right (laughs) so then he goes and he gets in he gets in the car he drives off and uh you know he goes to do it again and the other thing about it that really chuckles me is just the thought of, you know, when when you when you see people in those like wind tunnels, is that what it's called? When they like practice skydiving, and you see them and their cheeks are just like flapping. Then I started thinking about so when you launch him from that car, is he in his seat just going? <laughs> like 
like I can imagine. I can just imagine Alfred is on the other end of those comms, dying, just busting a fucking gut. And then Batman's like, it's not funny. Stop laughing at me. He's just like, I'm sorry, Master Wayne. It's just when the cheeks start flapping, I just can't help but start a laughing, Master Wade. <laughs> like, what can they even do about that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, like, what can they even do about that? Because I feel like he, like they can't put something over his mouth. But... <laughs> So now, like every time that I'm playing the game and I just I'll just start driving, I'll eject myself from that car and just <laughs> I've been doing that for like the last three weeks and my girlfriend still somehow finds that funny. <laughs> So yeah, the the Batman Arkham games are really fun. Like I said, uh, I would definitely recommend those ones. Uh, now, just to play the other side, uh, one game that I would stay the fuck away from. All right, <clears throat> where's my uh, my Final Fantasy fans out there? Oh, make some noise! Woo, woo. No, I, I I'm actually not a big fan of Final Fantasy. I've played like maybe three of their 3,700 games. And uh, but the specific one that I'm talking about is this one that I played when I was a kid. I played it on. Uh, you guys remember those uh, those PlayStation portables, those little handheld PlayStations that, that they were making for a little while? Yeah, they made one for that, and it's called Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Okay, I don't remember why I got it. I think it was probably just on a whim. I was in high school when I did, and I started playing it, and it's it's pretty fun. All right, it's your standard Final Fantasy game, uh, long as fuck. All right. Uh, really challenging at parts, but you know, uh, you play the grind game, you should you should be just fine. So you start off as this guy named Zach, okay? And Zach belongs to this like organization of like special force guys. I know I'm gonna fuck a lot of this up. Please spare me the messages going. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're not a Final Fantasy fan. No, I'm not. Okay, this is just what I remember. Right? It was like 10 years ago when I played this, okay? So he's in this like special ops group of guys that handle creatures and shit that's in the world. So it's Zach, and then there's three other guys, Sephiroth, Genesis, and um, I forget the last name. Let's just call him Azriel because I, I feel like it's something like that, okay? So these people are like, like bioweapons pretty much. Okay, they've been, like, augmented or something like that, all right? So as you're playing through this game of just general, you know, world helping, the the three, like, your three mentors kind of just gradually go insane because that's what apparently happens to them. They go crazy after a bit, okay? So the first one to go crazy... I believe is your is your like main your main teacher Asriel, okay? And Asriel is the one who after you kill him actually gives Zack the weapon that he ultimately ends up using for like the remainder of the game this big ass sword, okay? So he has to kill his teacher, 
really unfortunate, but you don't really know him that well. Like, you as the person don't know him that well, so no big deal. And then Genesis goes crazy. And then I think Sephiroth is last. Or maybe maybe it's Sephiroth second and Genesis is last, okay? Whatever. So while you're doing this, like, there's these... Um, uh, they realize... Okay, we got to, like, send some troops to go, like, kill these guys. And I forget exactly how it happens, but one of the troops ends up getting, like, injured. Y'all have to go into this weird cave. The cave has some kind of poison in it that usually kills normal people. Some weird shit like that, okay? And you're in this cave with him, and you're helping him. He's he's unconscious the entire time, okay? And you finally get through this cave. And at the end, oh, just so maybe so fucking angry. At the end, the organization that you work for decides that you've been infected with whatever this thing is that's in the cave, and that they're going to send their their forces to kill you. Uh, you know, just to get that threat off of the table before it can be a threat. Let me just tell you that even though I sum this up in like three minutes. You, it, it took like weeks to get to this point. And in this game, you've saved the world like seven s- separate times, okay? Of like, wow, we don't know what we would have done if it wasn't for you guys. Like, we would have been fucked if it wasn't for you guys. So you saved the world like seven times over just for your own military force to go, yeah, we think you're infected, so we're just going to kill you. Like, how fucked, how fucked, how fucked is that? How fucked is that? That's like, that's like, I don't know, that's like raising a kid for 18 years and then finding out on the 18th birthday that it's not your kid. And you're just like, what? Like the betrayal, <laughs> the, the hurt, ow, that shit hurted. <laughs> and you fight them and uh, you're not supposed to win. Uh, and you they, they end up getting you. And as you're dying, you're uh, crawling over to this pa- soldier that's like still passed out. Okay, this yellow-haired young guy, and you know Zach is making you know bullshit speech, yada yada yada. And I remember the one line, one line that he definitely said was, <coughs> "You, you'll be <coughs> my living legend." And then he dies. And then this soldier like wakes up and, and like he he was unconscious, but he was able to hear what was going on, and like he could hear the people that were talking to him and such. So he pretty much knows what's going on. And the guy, you know, sees that Zach is dead right in front of him, and then he picks up Zach's sword, and you know this the game just kind of ends there. And for all the Final Fantasy nerds out there, that yellow-haired boy is actually Cloud, which if you don't play Final Fantasy, but you've seen stuff about it, or you really have heard pretty much anything about it, it's that it's that yellow-haired boy with the big sword. That's the guy, okay? So it's pretty much like a prequel to the actual Final Fantasy VII game. When I say that I had to put that down, I literally walked outside of my house and just took like three laps around my neighborhood. I was so blown away at how that game ended. I have to say, from a story perspective, 
fantastic story. But just that, 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 I could not get over the fact that I did all that just for my own people to come kill me. Like, you know what they say, it be your own. <laughs> it, it be your own. Them, them's the ones you gotta, you gotta watch out for. I swear. Oh, what else is fun? Uh, was that really all that happened in that? Yeah, because I tried to play 13. I tried playing 13, and it was fine. I like Lightning. She a badass. Um, I don't like that black guy with the chocobo. I don't really care for him. Uh, I like, uh, what was his name? Snow, I think his name was. The dude that was like looking for his wife or whatever. That one was good. But I'm going to tell you guys what it is about those fucking Final Fantasy games that I really don't like, okay? I am fine with how the combat goes. I am uh, fine with the open world and all that such. The part that pisses me the fuck off, okay, is that... So in these Final Fantasy games, when you fight a boss, okay? First of all, bosses have, like, ridiculous amount of health, okay? You'd be throwing, like, your best moves at them. And they just brush that shit off like it's nothing, okay? You will fight a boss, okay? You'll spend like an hour grinding to get them down. And then you get them down to like, I don't know, maybe 40% health, maybe even 30. And then it starts this thing, uh, some a, uh, a countdown clock will start. And what this countdown clock is, is you have however much time it is. I think it's like two minutes. You've got two fucking minutes to actually kill this boss or else it just counts as a loss for you and you have to start over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is the most infuriating thing ever because you'll be fighting a boss and going, okay, I can do this. It's going to take me a minute, but I can do this. And then they fuck you over with that countdown. And then you go, all right, all right, all right. So I need to be stronger so I can kill them faster. Not a problem. So then you go and you spend hours and hours and hours grinding. You go back, you beat the boss. You're like, great. You'll play the game for another maybe 10, 15 minutes. You'll come across another boss that's 10 times harder and the exact same thing happens. And I just got tired. (laughs) I just got tired of the constant having to grind like that just to beat bosses. If it wasn't for that countdown bullshit, I actually would say that they're really, really good games. Um, And it would still be challenging. It would still be challenging even if they didn't have that stupid-ass countdown thing in there. But, you know, hey, to, to the people that like it, they like it. And to the people who don't, you know, that's fine too, okay? So... I'm thinking I'll tell you guys one more game story, and then I think I'm going to hop on out of here because I got some stuff I got to go take care of. So have any of you ever played Dark Souls? All right. Dark Souls is infamous, uh, famous. I always forget which which one is the appropriate time to use. No, infamy, you don't want infamy. So the game is famous for being extremely difficult, okay? Extremely difficult. In fact, in Dark Souls 2, did you know that when you die, your health bar gets shorter? Like your like the maximum amount of health that you can have decreases when you die. <laughs> it's 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 pretty insane. 
But um, I've never played Dark Souls, but I have played a game like it. It's a game called Neo, okay? So Neo is about this guy, this white guy, who is a samurai. And he travels with this guardian spirit, okay? And he um, ends up in prison. That's that's where you start the game. You're, you're in prison, okay? A lot of games start like that. If you play Skyrim, it starts off like that. And... You get your stuff, you fight your way out of the prison, and then you fight uh, the executioner, and then this demon comes and pretty much mutates the executioner into like an actual monster, and then you got to fight that too. So you fight the executioner and you beat him, and then the guy shows up, and he, through some sort of you know witchcraft or whatever, <clears throat> steals the guardian spirit from you. So now you have to go and find this guy so you can go save your guardian spirit, okay? Pretty simple, all right? So the first place that you go to is this island, okay? And you're, you're on the island, and you're, like, fighting your way through it. So there is this point where there is a guy up on a hill with a crossbow. And he's going, like, up the hill. And then there's a guy going, like, kind of along the side of the hill. And he's got, he's heavily armored. He's got a spear, right? So I've tried to fight that guy. That guy fucked me up, okay? You die in, like, two hits in this game, okay? Fucked me up, okay? So I said, fine, screw it. I'm done with this guy. I'm going to go deal with the crossbow guy. I feel like he might be simpler. True to word, he was easier, okay? So you then, you fight through there, and you get to this house, okay? And this house, there's like four guards. There's a, um, a demon inside of a building. Real difficult shit. I try to go around them, which uh, sort of is an option in this game. So I finally get past this house, because this house took me like four tries to get past, because the guards kept seeing me, and then they would just kind of fucking kill me, okay? I finally get past it. And then you go through there and you you open up the doors and you see this village on fire. And there's a door to your right. And then there's this path to your left leading down into the village. So if you go into this village, you have to fight multiple large, powerful demons, okay? They will fuck you up. Just one of them will kill you, okay? So... You got to fight your way. You you fight one, you climb up this ladder, and then you start walking along the rooftops, okay? Because the demons aren't up on the rooftops. But the thing is that as you're going across the rooftops, they'll randomly cave in, like the roof will randomly cave in, and then you'll fall down. And then you have to run back outside, and then you have to, you know, do it all over again. Because I also forgot to mention, but people in monsters respawn. Like if you if you kill somebody and then you go, you know, 20 feet in one direction, turn around and come back, they will be back, okay? So you got to do it again. You got to do it until you go through the maybe like three or four holes. Meanwhile, you're fighting not only enemy soldiers, but also these demons, okay? Who for some odd fucked up reason have no interest in fighting those guys like the demons are only interested in fighting you naturally right so i kept getting fucked and i said you know this is so fucking irritating i'm just gonna watch a playthrough to see how to see how people did it because you know i'm just clearly too dumb 
So I look and I watch this and the guy actually get uh, um, goes past that heavily armored spear guy and he goes around and he's going down this path that I haven't seen before because that wasn't the way that I went. So he goes along this path and at the end of the path, you end up at this door and this door um when is the is the same door it's the same door that when you see the burning village is to your right okay now when you go to open that door it says this door is locked and you're like oh that's really unfortunate whatever well this guy goes and he's on the other side of the door and he unlocks it so i'm like are you seriously seriously i'm like so they want you to go that harder way. So pretty much you have it, you could have it hard now or you can have it hard later because when the guy unlocked the door, he then went back around, went the way that I went. And when he got past the house and went out into the burning village, he went to that door that was to his right. It opens right up and you're supposed to be getting to a ship that is on that other side. So you can, you know, like I said, you can go through the village and then you'll end up, you know, at the ship. Or you can go around, unlock this door, come back around, and then just skip that whole blazing village altogether. And that was the minute that I realized I was done with that game. <laughs> they they got me. They duped me good. And I'm a 90s kid, okay? The games that I'm used to playing is shit like Crash Bandicoot, all right? Relatively simple stuff. Hey, you got to get over here. You walk in a straight line. You'll, for the most part, get here. I'm not smart enough to play games that are going to mind fuck me like that. That's going to make me second guess every decision that I make of, well, if I go this way and it's hard, do I push through it so it'll be easy? Well, what if it's not? What if the next place that I go to isn't like that? Like, it just, it that really fucked with my head, guys. Like, I've I've never had that happen before in a game where they put that level of thought into how you play the game. Because at that point, it's just not even really fun for me at that point. And you could say, wow, Johnny, you're a real wuss. Just man up. Eh, no, I wouldn't say that. It's just not the kind of uh, gamer that I am. Because I play a lot of games, but I'm a story type person okay that's what i care about i don't really care about the fighting i don't care about the graphics none of that stuff really matters to me i love a good story so like even though that final fantasy game really upset me at the end of it i was like it was a fantastic story and you know i couldn't hate it for that and it's the same thing with 13 like the story was interesting and that got me playing but then fucking bosses were pissing me off so i said i'm done with it so (laughs) that is the story about how a video game uh, put it in my rear end. <laughs> they they got me good. I got to give them. I got to give them props. They got me. They got me good. Good on you, Neo. I'm telling you, like, it, the, it's really unfortunate because I've also played uh, The Witcher, and I love The Witcher. So I saw Neo, and I'm like, oh, so it's Neo. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't even mention the fact that Neo uh, I think I said that he was a samurai. I believe I did. But the game takes place in Japan. So you're fighting Japanese demons. And I love Japanese demons. They're just so cool. Like those like Oni masks, they're the coolest fucking thing ever. 
So I'm like, well, I really liked Witcher. Witcher takes place in like Europe. So you're fighting like those kinds of monsters. Neo is pretty much Japanese Witcher. So I was super excited. And it's really unfortunate that, that the game is as difficult as it is because I would love to finish it. Have uh, have any of you guys played it or have any of you guys finished it? Uh, if so, let me know. I'm definitely interested in how you guys did it. Um, I think that that's going to just about do it for me today. I still haven't figured out a way to actually end these episodes. I'm thinking about if you guys send me messages, if you guys like have questions you want to ask, if you guys have, you know, uh, things like that. Hell, you can even ask me random questions. You can ask me questions about your life. Yeah. How about that? What's going on with you guys? What's on your guys' mind? What's something that's bothering you? What's something that's making you happy? Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, I think that'll just about do it for this one. So I've talked with some people about it, and I'm thinking that what I might do is at the end of each episode, I might take just like five-ish minutes to tell you guys something kind of funny. That way, you know, even if we talk about something heavy-handed on here, we can at least end it with a laugh. So the other day, me and uh, one of my coworkers, who happens to be a good friend of mine, we were just sitting at our desk. And she leans over to me and says, hey, I have a question for you. And I'm like, yeah, sure. What's going on? And she's like, how many Eggo waffles do you think you can put in your mouth at one time? So I'm like, Eggo waffles? I'm like, well, shit, I haven't had an Eggo waffle since I was like seven or eight. Hmm. So I'm like, maybe, I'm thinking four. I think four is a good number. She's like, what? Four? That's it? She's like, Eggo waffles are small. They're pretty much just air and like dough. I can fit like six in there. And I'm like, if you can fit six Eggo waffles in your in your mouth, then I don't know. You must have a net game that even Tiny couldn't couldn't get enough of. Okay. I'll give you extra points if you know who Tiny is. So we go and we're asking other people. Hey, how many Eggo waffles do you think you can put in your mouth? And everybody is saying six. So me and this other guy that I work with are like, y'all are crazy. Four. Like, there's no way you can fit six fucking Eggo waffles in your mouth at one time. And I definitely would love, definitely, definitely, if you guys want to try that, (laughs) let me know how it goes. I took a video of it. And my friend took a video of it also. So those are always a bonus. You can take a video. You can post it in the group. Okay. Page. Group page. Page of groups. Groups of pages. And uh, I will definitely watch it and laugh my ass off. And then I'll even post my own on there first. Okay. So everybody's like, four? Y'all are weak. Six. Six, no problem. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this, guys. So I get off work and I stop at my local Walmart. Do, 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 do. And I grab me a big old box of Eggo uh, chocolate chip waffles. 
And see, I wanted to get those cinnamon ones, but they're shaped different, so it wouldn't be accurate. Plus, I'm pretty sure that they're thinner. But those cinnamon ones, I'm like, them cinnamon ones, I'll put the whole damn box in my mouth. I love them. Oh, so good. So good. But the butter and the syrup, woo! Delicious. So they, uh, so I get the waffles and I come home and I put it across for my girlfriend. And uh, I'll let you guys watch the video to see how that one goes. But uh, that was the thing that we talked about at work the other day. How many Eggo waffles you can put, fit in your mouth at one time. So now I'm going to tell you guys what we talked about today, okay? Because I think we try to have something new. Maybe it's a daily thing. Maybe it's a weekly thing. But we try to have some sort of crazy conversation, okay? So... When I was a kid, I played a game of Would You Rather with a friend of mine. And I, there's not many of them that, that I remember, but one that I do, I'm going to share with you guys. And I asked my friend today. I said, hey, let me ask you a question. So let's say that you're on a plane that's 10,000 feet up in the air, okay? And you need to jump off of this plane, all right? Would you rather have a 10,000-foot pole that you can slide down to get off of this? Or would you rather just free jump, okay? No parachute, no nothing. But if you land on your feet, you will magically be just fine. So my friend, she said, nah, I'm a t-. she said, I- I'll take the pole. I'm going to take that pole. And we asked a couple other people, and they're like, yeah, I think I would take the pole. I'm like, you guys are nuts. Have you ever just slid... When I was a kid, they took us to the to the local fire station and they let us like slide down the pole. And just sliding down the like 10 feet that that pole was, first of all, my hands hurt, okay? Because it was, you know, rubbing the skin on, on the palms of my fucking hands. But also, I was not able to control how fast I was going because I am a heavy man with not a lot of grip strength. So... I told them, y'all are out of your goddamn minds. I'm going to jump, okay? And I said, look, look at it this way. Look at it this way. I either jump, land on my feet, and I'm perfectly fine, and that's it. Or I jump, I don't land on my feet, but I never wake up from it. I just immediately, I see the ground. I go, I could do this. I land, and then I'm talking to Jesus. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that, okay? But these are the same maniacs who said that they can put six fucking Eggo waffles waffles in their mouth, okay? I'm pretty sure that only the most experienced, the most experienced of dick suckers could actually, like, get six in their mouth. Like, like, like what do you do? Do you unhinge your jaw like a goddamn rattlesnake and just start shoving them in there looking like a smallmouth bass? <laughs> So that's going to just about wrap it up for this episode, guys. Uh, I appreciate everybody who listens and follows the Facebook page. Uh, Make sure that you tune in next week for next episode. Also, watch out this weekend because I might start dropping those mini bites that I mentioned on the the, uh, Facebook page a little bit earlier. And, yeah, tell your friends, like, subscribe, comment, hit the little 
the little notification bell. That way you get notifications of... No, no, no. That's for YouTube. I don't do that. All right, guys. Uh, don't choke anybody. See ya.